Welcome to RLF Radio, the only show that helps young baseball players and their parents prepare for high school athletics and beyond. Brought to you by the Ryan Lemon Foundation, with your host, Dick Owens, Guy Lemon. Good evening, everybody. This is Guy Lemon of RLF Radio. As it was just mentioned, I'm here with uh, Dick Owens. The two of us are really fortunate tonight. To have- I am here, by the way, just so you know. To have some guys, and, and they'll explain it. I think, if I did my math right, over 80 years of professional baseball experience between the two of you. Wow. I mean, that may be a little That's bit, old. That may be a little bit up there, but but uh, maybe it's 60 years. Regardless, the, the two gentlemen that are with us tonight, first I'd like to introduce Bobby Gould. Bobby, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Bobby and I have known each other for, what, 25 years, something like that? At least that At long. At least that long. Yeah. And, and then sitting to my right is a name that most everyone will recognize. And I'm sure this young man has heard this before. They might recognize his dad's name better, but it's the uh, it's the uh, the current version of the Fergosi family, Jimmy Fergosi Jr. Jimmy, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, again, some of you may recognize, certainly anybody that's an Angel fan or a baseball fan will recognize the name Jim Fergosi. You know, and I, I looked up the other day and, and and I noticed that it was it was Jimmy, your father had, which I think has got to be close to a major league record on the one hand, 54 years in, in major league professional baseball. Um, a pretty neat accomplishment, certainly. You, you know what for me was is, is, is that he was a great player. But also that comes into play for me is that uh, after he got done playing, he managed, and then he got into scouting. And I was a scout after I got done playing. And, and one of the biggest things for me is is that he got a new appreci- appreciation for scouts and what they really do. And it, and it was it was a neat thing for both of us because we were both scouting at the same time in the major leagues and and. I got to spend a lot of time with him, and I really enjoyed it. Well, and I know on one thing, and it's uh, Jimmy's wife is here tonight with us, and, and at least on the heartfelt side, that I know Jimmy is going to be with his uh, mom, and, and I know your dad passed away just three years ago, just the other day. So a pat on the back and a hug to, to you for the loss of your father. You know what? It, 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 uh, every time I go to certain ballparks, I just look up in the sky and say, you know what, this is pretty neat, and, and things that he accomplished – and I get a kick out of it because when I go to Angel Stadium and I get to see number 11 hanging up as a retired number, it always gives me a special feeling, and I feel like I was there with him. Well, and one quote, and then we'll move on to the subject of the night. As I looked it up, and and, and there were so many comments, and again, the last comment about your dad, that the Angels had something that I thought, and there were several people, certainly in, in your father's career, but the one that of the different quotes that I read that I thought really kind of captured it all about the man that the angels said his personality was infectious his love of the game legendary and his knowledge endless and so i guess you've had the, been the benefactor of of all that knowledge and love of the game and life and everything else well i could tell you this that uh, at the fergosi dinner table there was a lot of talking about baseball and uh <laughs> And he taught me just certain things about the game that that, uh, a lot of people don't know. And it's helped me in my career as a scout. And the people that I got to be introduced to and be around them about certain things about deliveries and what hitters are and what, what a winner is. 
Well, let's shift, and I, I know we've got to take some time because we've got two great, knowledgeable guys here, and I want to make sure that everyone that's listening tonight realizes the level of knowledge that Dick and I are enjoying tonight, and that's Bobby Gould. Bobby, give me a little bit about your background. I know that you were a, a local graduate uh, a few years ago, 1981, out of El Medina High School. Um, tell us a little bit about your background in, in baseball. Well, some of that background started with Mr. Fergosi. Um, he was good to all of us. He he treated us all like sons when we were growing up and playing baseball with uh, Jimmy when we were younger. Um, he taught us all a lot about baseball and life. He was a fun-loving man, and uh, I've never really uh, thanked Jimmy for sharing his dad with us all, but uh, he was uh, he's going to be sorely missed, and uh, he really appreciated everything he did for us. But, you know, I was actually... Uh, Simple. Uh, I was probably a better football player than I was a baseball player. Uh, I got a little bit lucky um, later on over at Fullerton Junior College. Uh, somehow I mystified uh, Mike Scoba over there into drafting me and uh, had a little uh, cup of coffee with the uh, Oakland Athletics Organization for four years. So it was pretty clean, pretty simple for me, really. Well, I know, Bobby, and then you've been involved in baseball just like Jimmy at different paths, but, but similar. You've had to get a real job after, after minor league, but four years in the minor leagues. And then, uh, and I know you've been in the engineering and surveying business, really, with your life, a family, and a couple, three boys, two boys? Two boys. Two boys, two boys yeah. now that are up, up in years. But, uh, but your background is with both the Phillies and the Royals. Tell us a little bit about your background beyond your four years of playing professional ball. What, uh, on the baseball side, you've really been, it's been a love of yours. What have you done since you uh, quit playing professionally? Well, I, I stumbled into the, the coaching thing. Uh, I had a buddy of ours that graduated actually in Jimmy's class. He was the JV head JV coach at Foothill High School, which was our rival high school at the time. And I was giving him a bunch of you-know-what about how in the heck can you be over there at that school coaching it's a, it's any kind a of... traitor. A traitor, exactly. Well, lo and behold, just before the season started, their freshman head coach quit. So I get a call, and he says, hey, uh, we're looking for a head coach. You're not playing anymore. Why don't you come on over and help out? So... When I met Jerry Sadu, it was over. Nicest and this man. would have been the late 80s, right? This would have been 1988. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I started uh, my journey, which I thought might lead into you know being a teacher and, uh, and uh, coaching at Foothill for a long, long time. Then the very first game I coached in as a freshman head coach, uh, I didn't like how the umpire was handling the game. So we were having some run-ins. Um, that never happens. Never happens. So the very last time I spouted off, he ripped his mask off, and I walked down the first baseline because I said, okay, i got freshman kids in the, in the dugout. I've got freshman parents, you know, sitting in the stands. I don't want to say anything too colorful that my parents and kids are going to hear. So... I get out past the first baseline, and I turn around, and he says, Good thing you turned around, because I was going to tell you to keep walking. So we had a few words and, and got that out of our system. Two days later, I was watching the varsity club play, and this umpire walks up to me and says, Hey, man, how's it going? So lo and behold, he tells me about this surveying thing, and, you know, if I didn't have anything to do, why don't you come out and kind of hang out and see what I do? And next thing I knew, I'm, I'm a surveyor. So that's and been kind of, doing that for almost thirty years. Almost thirty years. Almost wow. thirty years. So baseball can lead to careers, not necessarily with a bat and a ball. Exactly. exactly. That's the case most of the times, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got bumped up to the varsity head coach, uh, assistant on the varsity level at Foothill, and lo and behold, he shows up at our old high school helping out. And uh, you know, I 
start all over again. How can you be at that school? You're a traitor. Everybody's at Elmo. Where are you? So yeah, Jimmy it, was a graduate in '81 at Elmo High. '82. '82 at Elmo. Yeah. So uh, we did battles for I think. Who won the league that year? All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Yeah. Here it starts right here. Of course, of course, of course. It never ends. You always lost. It doesn't make any difference now. So, yes, I have to I have to bow to that. They did beat us. And then um, that was the year you started, uh, the next year you started with the Phillies, right? Yeah, I started uh, scouting at that time. and uh, But, it, but it, it got me, actually, I, I had a water route. I bought Hinkley and Schmidt. I bought a water route, and I was making decent money. But that got me back into baseball because I knew how much I loved it, and I had to get back in. And I took a big pay cut and everything, but it, but it, it worked out great now. But uh, it, it it brought it back to me how much I loved the game. Loved Wow, fascinating. Because I know, and then Jimmy, just and then we'll get back. I mean, Bobby, to you that you've been. Uh, a scout with the uh, Phillies for some twenty years. Yes, as a part time, and that's why that's where this knucklehead comes into play. <laughs> After he started with the Phillies, he kept saying, "Hey, when are you going to quit playing around and come scout for me? Be a part time scout for me?" And I said, "Ah, I really like Jerry Sadu. I promised him I would stay until he retired, so I'm going to hold to that." And uh, but he'd call me every year. Is he retiring this year, Bobo? Let's go. It's time for you to get started. So finally, in 1997, uh, Jerry stepped down, and I called him, and I said, hey, you know, is there still a chance I can come work for you? And he said, absolutely. So it's been, uh, again, I need to take him out to dinner and thank him for all the, the good years I've had with the Phillies because of the opportunity he gave me. Well, and I know for both of us, again, most of the folks that are listening tonight are parents of high school players or junior high players or and, and the players themselves. And I think that the point of, of both of this, and there's a few other things I want to say about Jimmy's background, is that I think in all of the radio shows we have had and that we will have, I've got more knowledge about professional baseball and what it, how it relates to a high school kid than we'll ever have. And so to both of you guys, I really appreciate it. I, I do know that uh, that you know, from Jimmy's side, Jimmy, I, I was interested to realize out of the University of New Mexico, is that where you, went, you graduated from, right? Not that I would call that the greatest of uh, college baseball programs. Well, the the uh, but you were pretty successful, right? I mean, you were an All American. Yeah, I was an All American, but uh, there's a guy named Ray Birmingham there now, and he's taken this program to an, a different level than it's ever been, and I'm really proud of him for what he's done. But the old the old Italian coach there in uh, New Mexico, and uh, I think we hit one through eight with Italian guys, so it was kind of. <laughs> was kind of easy to go there. <laughs> and we all had good spaghetti. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> well, and, and, and Jimmy, just again for everyone, that, that Bobby's background, as we go through some of these questions, you're going to get uh, two different perspectives to the same question. Bobby's experience as a part-time scout, but been very active in both coaching scout ball, and we'll explain what that is, and then involved in travel ball, Connie Mack ball. And Bobby and I have been connected for many years. Bobby runs a, a very successful Connie Mack team, the Giants, and, and certainly at Jimmy's perspective, because it's become a full-time career for him, Jimmy's title is now what with the Kansas City Royals? I'm a special assistant to the general manager uh, to Dayton Moore, and just, I'm a lucky man, because he's he's a, besides a good baseball guy, he's a good person. He, he's 
he's he's wonderful to be around and it makes you it, it when when somebody notices little things and he gives it to you and it makes you work harder just because he's such a outstanding human besides a good baseball guy well and so is your involvement more at the professional level of uh, of scouting and trying to find trades of existing professionals at the major league level, or do you get real active and involved in the draft? Because I know we want to get to that, and Bobby, I know you have a, a lot of input on the draft side because you're looking for those prospects. But but what's your perspective on it, Jimmy? Are you more involved again at the at the major league level of players and trades, at minor leaguers, or actually in the draft side? At, at this point, I am more involved at the major league level, but. The draft level, I was a national cross-checker for uh, 10 years, so I saw all the best players in the country. And I do go down and see minor league players, which it helps you by what I did because when they're an A-ball, they're not the, they're not the uh, finished product, and it's kind of like watching a high school player again. Explain, Jimmy, what a national cross-checker is, because yeah. some people won't have any idea what that is. A national cross-checker is somebody gets in a plane every day and flies around the country <laughs> and sees the best player in the country, and, and you get real tired. But the deal is you uh, get a good perspective of what are the best players. So you're comparing the best against the best. And where I so when Bobby tells you, hey, this guy out here is a good second baseman, you're the one that's got to tell the organization, well, that may be true in, in California, but there may be a guy in North Carolina that's the best there that's a lot better than the best here. Is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little biased to California players because uh, if we look at the uh, history of the league, major leagues, there's a lot of players that played out here. And it's it's uh, I just think the players out here are – they they play a lot more, but there is a there's a lot of people and they're very good athletes and they uh, I just they're more polished out here and they know how to play the game. Not that anybody else does in other parts of the country. It's just more of it's like when Dominican players they, that's all they do out here. That they, they they can play other sports, which is outstanding for me, which I think is a lost art. That we've that we've gone through because uh, every pressure situation you go through, it's easier to adapt to the next pressure situation. May it be the bases loaded or hitting a free throw at the end of the game, running the ball as a running Press, back. Pressure's pressure. Pressure's pressure. Performance is performance. If you exactly. Can knuckle but, up to it. That's good. Yep. Well, Bobby, I know I just as one reference point, I know I know Jimmy from your perspective, I and mean, obviously you're full time. It's a career. It's your lifeblood. You've you've got it in your blood from your dad. But Bobby, from your perspective, I mean, you've made a commitment to baseball. I out of, out of a love of the game because it is not certainly a career. You've got a family and you're working and you've got a full time job. Just it, 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 why? why why do you why do you do what you do? Because I think understanding the why will make people better grasp your viewpoint and why your answers to some of these questions that are going to follow are going to be so relevant. And then, Jimmy, you've got a different perspective. But but why why have you stayed so committed to helping young men? You know, it's funny. When you're playing and you're <clears throat> excuse me, uh, running around on buses in the minors, it's just what you expect. And it's, it's almost, for me... The love of the game was just, this is what I expect to do. I expect to make it to the big leagues, and I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. 
And once I got released and took a step back away from it, I think I got more of appreciation for baseball and really loving the game when it wasn't my everyday function. So, and that's why, you know, coaching and, and the scouting part, it's been a beautiful thing to keep me close and, and connected. And uh, I've always had that give back thing in my life since I was a little guy. And uh, that's been the most exciting part. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it so I can turn on the TV and see Freddie Freeman and Mark Trumbo and Phil Hughes and some of those kids that you spent some time with. Well, I know you coach those guys in the sure, summer a lot. Sure, sure. And there's a, there's a good number of them. And uh, seeing them in the big leagues, it's, it's quite a treat. Well, good. I hope that gives people a reference. Let's, let's talk about some of the questions that I'm sure people are interested in. Scouting, just the generality of it, again, at the professional level. I, I'm a parent. I've got a young man who wants to be noticed. How, how, and I'll put the question to both of you, and you may have a different perspective. How does that young guy get noticed? What what should he do? I mean, he's as good as he's going to be. Does the parent come up to the scout and say, hi, look at my Johnny? Does the does the player come up and talk to you? What, what how, how does a player get noticed? In, in the, and, in the and at what age do you start looking? That's the biggest thing, because we, I have kids and parents that come up to us. I've got a, nine, a ninth grader, and he's really, really good. i got a kid who's a sixth grader. He's really, really good. I'm sure he's going to be in the majors. I know. Are you looking at him already, Bobby, or not? Well, it's, it's a funny thing. We spend most of our time you know, chasing around varsity baseball games. But you hear names all the time. I've been to 13-year-old games, 12-year-old games, just to kind of get a feel for what, it, what Little League Baseball looks like and how they're teaching it and what they're doing. Uh, but I think the, the, the easiest and, and most uh, for parents is if they have a young man who's pretty good and at the varsity level at a young age. Because when you're at these varsity winter league games, fall games that, that uh, the, the Lemon uh, Foundation provides, and you see a youngster out there amongst these men, he gets put on a follow list. And that is the quickest and best way to uh, get exposure, so to speak. And then after that, what's I know... A, what's have, a follow list? Uh, it's just a list that, uh, that the scouts will create for their own organizations to say, hey, I saw this uh, young guy, Lemon, here today. He's good-looking kid, good-looking yeah, athlete. Definitely good-looking, so I've got that going for <laughs> That's me. why we're on radio, good-looking. Whoa, good looking. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no one can prove me wrong. <laughs> he definitely has a radio face, for yeah. sure. So uh, we just compile it for ourselves so we can keep an eye on you and, and see how you progress through your sophomore, junior, and senior years because hopefully you'll be that prospect or you'll get drafted and be a Philly one day. But that's kind of how that all Our starts. Royal. Well. <laughs> and, you know, I was going to ask you, Jimmy, how organizationally does every team do it the same way? As an example, for the... For the Royals, how many scouts are in the greater Southern California area that are employed by the uh, by the Royals? We have, uh, in Southern California, we have uh, basically three scouts. And, and they carve up the area geographically? Correct. And, and out here, there's so much baseball. You, you work year-round as a scout out here. In other parts of the country, the weather gets bad, and that's why... You need more scouts in this area. Because don't some scouts in the Midwest, like, cover three states or four states? Well, if you, some of them cover maybe six states because you might be up in South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. Up there, they just the population's not there to have as many players. doesn't mean they're not as good of players, but it means that there's just, just less people in general. And, 
And then do the Royals, I, I, I've heard this comment that some organizations tell their scouts, look for these kind of skill sets, and other organizations focus on other skill sets. Does it, is it an organizational thing? Does it change year to year? Gee, let's look for high school pitchers. We need pitchers. What, how does that? I think it's an organizational philosophy. Uh, some teams don't like to draft high school players because they're, they're, they're risky. Because uh, they're just younger and you don't know what they're going to mature as and things like that. You have a better idea as a college player. But if you look, in, in my opinion, if you look at most of the All-Stars, the guys that, that played uh, in All-Star games, they get to the big leagues by 21 years old. The really, really good players. Dick, I know we were as well, and I, I need to tell everybody. Unfortunately, both Bobby and Jimmy are going to. I think are you guys available next week as well? I know we're going to run out of time here pretty soon. Are you available next week if I can have you come back? Are you available? That'd be outstanding. Absolutely. Well, I know we've got a lot of details to to get into about about what are scout teams, why wood bat, why metal bat, um, how to get evaluated by a scout, what about summer ball, and all that sort of thing. So there's a lot of topics that we haven't even had a chance to touch on. That I'm glad you guys are able to come back. And I know Dick, you had a couple of thoughts you wanted to. Well, a couple pass things I want to say. Just uh, go to our website. It's RyanLemonFoundation.com. It's R Y A N L E M M O N foundation f-o-u-n-d-a-t-i-o-n.com and you can pick up our podcast there we always do wednesday nights at seven on oc talk radio and then it becomes our podcast so you can always do that we're on twitter at rlf 16 so you can always follow us on twitter and tell your friends tell your grandparents tell everybody to to tune in the more listeners the better if you have questions for us you can give it to me i can be reached at dick at ryanlemonfoundation.com i'll be glad to pass them on to any guests or if you have an idea for a show we'd love to hear it and, and speaking of that in case anybody does have follow-on questions for either bobby or jimmy is that okay if they email you bobby what's a good email address to connect with you uh it would probably be r gould g-o-u-l-d at somas that's p-s-o-m-a-s dot com that's that's bobby's real job yes <laughs> and and jimmy what's the best way if they can reach out to you if they have questions shocking that my team's name would be in my email but yes. it's uh jim dot f-r-e-g-o-s-i at royals.com and i'd be any parent that has any question about the draft or anything I have no problem responding. Well, good. So I hope people will take care of that. And again, I will uh, look forward to having you guys come back. I apologize that you got to make another trip down here a week from now, but uh, look forward to having you having you back. And again, on behalf of uh, this is Guy Lemon, and on behalf of myself and Dick Owens of RLF Radio, and reminding everyone for all of you to keep swinging for the fences. 